0: This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 25. Today, I am sharing how to set clear expectations with your clients from the very first time they hear your name through final delivery of your product or service. If you've ever had an unhappy client, chances are you failed at setting expectations. So what do you say? Let's change that. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of the Gold Digger Podcast is sponsored by Honeybook. Honeybook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. Honeybook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash Gold Digger to get started and get your life back today. Hey guys, it's Jenna Kutcher and today I'm going to talk all about how to set expectations within your business. Now we've all been a part of a Facebook group where somebody complains that, oh my gosh, I have a crazy client or something went terribly wrong. But whenever I look at those posts, the first thing I want to say is there was probably a lack of expectations set by you. And I know that that sounds really tough, but let's be honest, it's our job to educate our clients. And so today I'm going to talk you through a bunch of steps that are going to help you know how to set expectations from the get-go, how to choose the right clients so that you don't fall into these awful situations, you know, the ones that make you lose sleep and want to Quit your business altogether. And I want to talk about different ways that you can set expectations that you might not have considered because a lot of times we think that we can just set them in a few places. But I truly believe that expectations can be set at every step of the process within your business. So, Let's dive in. Let's talk about this subject and let's get you prepared so that the next time you book a client, you make sure that you set very clear expectations because this is going to leave your clients excited, happy that they worked with you and coming back with friends. And that is how you run a profitable and sustainable business. So this is super important. All right. So let's dive on in. The first way to set expectations is in what they're seeing online. So, before these people even become your clients, what are they seeing on your website, on your Facebook page, your Instagram? How are you showing up to the world? How are you showing up for your people? What kind of things are you sharing? What sorts of things are you delivering? And how do you talk about your products, services, and offerings online? A lot of times we don't necessarily think that we're setting expectations in just what we're sharing, but what we forget to think about is that a lot of times our clients are first finding us online and they're probably going to follow us for a while before they ever become a paying client, somebody that signs a contract pays the deposit and gets in with us. And so we are setting expectations long before they might even get in touch with us. I know for a fact that a lot of my brides that hire me for wedding photography, they find me on Instagram and they follow me for months and months and months. And so I am already setting expectations online in showing them, I show up for the world, I post frequently, I share my clients' images, I tell their stories in a meaningful way, I talk excitedly about wedding photography, things like that. So the first way that you are setting expectations, whether you choose to acknowledge it or not, is in your online presence. And this also includes your personal accounts. Scary, right? I have made a decision that nothing is personal anymore, right? Right. When I have my personal Facebook page, I have all these people on there that I have no idea who they are. I think I have over a thousand requests and I've reached the limit. And I've realized that nothing is really that personal anymore. I share different things on that page than I do on my business page, but I never pretend like anything I post out there is going to be private. So if you are one of those people that fall prey to that, that share things that you might not be proud of if your clients see them, I would tell you to reframe the way you're looking at this because in what you're sharing and how you're speaking and what you're talking about, all of that is setting some sort of expectation or ideal image in this potential client's mind and that could either attract or repel them. And that's not always a bad thing, but I just want to point that out that how you are showing up for the world. Every single day is a way that expectations are being set. And I choose to acknowledge that you may not, but I sincerely hope that you reframe the way that you think about it. So the next way that you can set expectations with your clients is thinking about what your communication looks like. So once somebody does discover you and they maybe go to your website or they decide to reach out to you, how are you responding How are you answering their questions before they even have a chance to ask them? Are you over communicating? Are you under communicating? Are you not even responding at all? Because we've all been there. I know I certainly have been there. Do you have some sort of autoresponder? Do you struggle in getting back to them in a timely manner? Are you responding at 2 a.m. or 10 p.m. or some odd hour of the day? What sort of communication can they expect from you? And how are you setting that tone from the very beginning? Now, when I first started my business, I was working full-time in my corporate gig. And so I would be responding to emails at really weird hours because I was only able to get back to these clients when I was done with my shift. And so while it was a blessing... It also turned into a really quick curse because people were used to hearing me at weird hours. And so they would reach out at 8 p.m. and expect a response by 10 p.m. and things like that. And it was creating a really bad work-life balance for me before I even dove into full-time photography. And so I want for you to think about what your communication is going to look like and how you're going to set the tone. This took me a lot of time to figure this out. And I still honestly struggle with this. But what I have decided in terms of communicating with clients is that I will be available during normal office hours from 8am until 5pm Monday through Friday. I don't respond to emails on weekends. And if somebody needs to get in touch with me, they can email me and they will get heard when we are in the office. And Setting that sort of expectation has been so life-giving because I'm not checking my email at all hours of the night. I'm not quick running down to my laptop to respond to that late night email because the second that you start doing that, that expectation is built. And it's funny because now that I work with different contractors, I will know which contractors I could email at 10 p.m. and hear a response by 1030. And I also know which contractors I can email on a Sunday and I'm not gonna hear back from them until Monday. So it's interesting, especially as I'm navigating having a team and what that's going to look like in my business, just seeing how certain people have boundaries that are very clear and set and that are respected. And some people are really lax with them, but that also makes them way more accessible and the expectation is higher. So I want for you to think about what does that process look like from somebody hearing your name to going to your website, to reaching out to you How are you responding? What does that communication look like? And how are you setting those expectations from the first time they reach out to you? And trust me, friends, if you're not responding at all, we've all been there. It is time for you to outsource. I want you to go back and listen to episode number seven with Caitlin, my assistant, to hear all about how my inbox was a mess and what we've done in order to create an incredible way of serving our clients in a timely manner. So episode seven, in case you are one of those people that inbox is about to explode and you haven't responded to people in days. The next thing I want to talk about is how to communicate the means that you would like to be communicated with. So we've all gotten those text messages or Facebook messages or Instagram DMs of people wanting to talk to us about work and it can get really overwhelming. There are so many different channels that people can reach out to us on these days. And while that is sometimes a blessing because people can get in touch with us easier, it is also a curse because we have people talking to us about business on all different channels, All different times of day, and we have very little control about who is reaching out and what they're reaching out about and how they are reaching out. And so, one of the best things you can do if you don't already have this is create a shortcut on your phone that you could type in that says email or something, and then type in the shortcut and say, Hey, thanks so much for reaching out to me about my products or services. If you don't mind, if you could shoot me an email about this, I just want to make sure that your request doesn't get lost and I will get back to it as soon as I am in the office and working. So I have this little autoresponder saved onto my phone as a shortcut. And whenever somebody reaches out to me on a different channel, one that I don't want to communicate about work on, I just type in that shortcut and it sends over that message. And that way it's giving them my email address. It is setting boundaries right away. It is telling them how I prefer to communicate, which is email. And it's also freeing up my other social networks so that they can be more social and less about work. Because I am the kind of person, and this is a confession right here, if somebody sends me a message about work at 10 p.m. and I happen to see it, I would rather just take care of it at 10 p.m. so that I can rest easy than to wait until the next day. I am one of those people, I'm an action taker at the core of my being. And so if I don't create those boundaries and really stick to them, that's where I fall into that dangerous trap of working all hours of the day and not having any boundaries at all with that. And so... For me, if I have that autoresponder and I quickly get people off of those mediums like texting or Facebook or Instagram and get them into my inbox where I have more control and set hours, it helps me so much. And so communication is such an incredible way to set the expectations from the get-go and also to just set those boundaries and say, hey, I don't really text about work, so if you have a question, if you could just send it to my email, I will get back to you as soon as I'm in the office. And I always say that last part's that people don't expect me to just email them back right away. Because again, that's a lack of boundaries right there. The next thing of how to set clear expectations is all about getting legal. And legal stuff scares us, right? It scares the bejesus out of us. But the dreaded or anticipated contract is an incredible way to set expectations. So a lot of times when I'm teaching new students who are entering the photography realm, they don't have a contract. And we talk about why contracts are so, so important. Contracts do need to be filled with legal jargon, and it needs to be filled with very intentional things. Because... Your contract builds trust and it also sets expectations on things like delivery, price, timeline, what they can expect for the final product, what happens if there's an emergency, what happens if somebody backs out of the contract, how they can use a finished product, et cetera. There are so many things that a contract can cover and based on whatever industry you're in or whatever services you offer, your contract is an exceptional way to set expectations. So for my photography clients, when it comes to weddings, my contract covers what sort of files they are getting back, the size of files, the number of files they will get delivered, the timeline of when they will get them delivered. It also covers things like, yes, I will get fed a meal on your wedding day and I'll get fed the same meal with guests so that I can be present in the room when the speeches are happening or things like that. It'll talk about if some emergency were to happen, what happens to my wedding clients? Who do I have as a backup? What does that look like? Things like that. And so, Your contract can be a really incredible way to set these expectations so that there aren't all these unanswered questions. I know that contracts are scary and I know that a lot of times we want to keep them as simple and as painless as possible. But when you can really get down to the nitty gritty, which you should be doing, it actually is a way for your clients to trust you more, to understand that you have thought through every single element from start to finish. And it also just sets these expectations so that they have in writing what working with you is going to look like what they can expect, and how everything is going to be laid out in terms of a timeline. So the next way that you can set expectations, and this is one of my favorites, is to schedule out timely communication. So we've already talked about why this initial communication is so important, but I really want to talk about how you can schedule out timely communication as a means of setting these different expectations. So one of the biggest ways you can do this is in creating email templates so that you know every single client is getting a great experience and going through each and every step of the process. So if you leave things up in the air, they slip through the cracks. That's just what happens. And if you've ever had an unhappy client, chances are that you fail to set expectations in some way, shape or form. So for me, email templates are an incredible way to give a well-rounded experience for every client while answering questions before they have them and being able to outsource this step of the process to an assistant. And the second part is so important. If you are writing the same email over and over and over again, or even just more than once, you need to create a template. It's so easy. When you create thoughtful templates, you are ensuring that every single person is going to get the same information. They're going to get the same level of expertise. They're going to be a part of the experience that you are offering through your products or your services, and you're going to make sure that everything is covered for them. So I love having email templates for my wedding clients and I actually have a timeline of when they're going to be delivered. So six months out, they'll get an email just talking about different tips to have stress-free wedding planning or things like that. And then two months out, we start to talk about the timeline of their day. And then one month out, we finalize their invoice and get paid. And two weeks out, we talk about ways to make their wedding day seamless and things that they can do in order to make their photos stress-free. And then a week out, I just communicate when I'm going to be there and what I need from them and how they can help set things up for me and just to remind them what it's all about. And so I have these templates and it really just helps provide my clients with all the information they're going to need before they even need it. And it's also going to give me an opportunity to really reach out and provide valuable information to them. And this leads me to the next point. When you have templates, it is so much easier to hire somebody and to communicate what you need. So, when I hired Caitlin, I had 25 email templates already created, labeled for what they were for, all the way from the initial inquiry through final delivery, so that she could take over that process and handle it from there. She can customize these templates to match the client's needs. She knows when they need to go out. And that takes me out of that big step of the process while still having my brand, my voice, and my messaging being delivered to my clients in the way and in the timing that I want them to. That's incredible, right? So even if you don't have an assistant quite yet, it is so important for you to just sit down and knock it out. Knock out creating these templates and make sure that each one has a purpose. So When we create these templates, we'll have a subject line, the timing of the delivery, what the purpose or intent of this email is, and then we go through and we just send the email. They don't have to be super long, but when you create these templates, it frees you up so that if and when you go to hire somebody, that transition is going to be a lot less painful because you can literally hand over the document and say, hey, this is the way I communicate with my clients. This is the timing I want for you to reach out to them, and these are the things that I want for them to see and know for every single client in every single experience so that everyone can leave knowing that they got the full Jenna Kutcher experience and that what they paid was worth every single penny. Amazing, right? So the next way that you can set expectations is in being an expert in your area. So one of the problems that we have is we allow people to fill in blanks that we might have left. I never understood this until I was a bride myself. And there's all these questions I had. i had never done this before. I'd never planned a wedding. I didn't know what a good timeline looked like. I didn't know how much communication my photographers needed. I didn't know if they needed a list of every single family member and every single photo combination or if they needed to know which details I want photographed and which ones I didn't. I didn't know any of these things. And when you leave your clients to fill in the blanks, they can start to worry And they can doubt their decision in you. And they can question, did I make the right choice? Is this the right person? And so when you can be an expert in your area and fill in blanks that your clients might have or areas that they might be confused on or questions that they might have, you can create this experience that is going to be so much more enjoyable for yourself and your clients so I hear all the time from photographers like oh my gosh my client sent over a shot list of like a thousand images what am I going to do I say bingo you didn't set this expectation they thought that this was what you needed they filled in that blank because they were worried that you might have needed this but you didn't communicate that you knew how to shoot through their wedding day and that you just needed a few photos that they wanted this is your fault that's what I want to say but I don't because I'm way too helpful you set the expectation and if you don't include education around why you want something or don't want something, your clients are just going to guess or they're going to choose what's best for them and not what's best for the service or product that you're offering. So one of the best ways to be an expert in your area is to create content that is going to educate your clients that you can point them to if a question arises and that sets you as an expert that they are going to respect. So a few years ago... I started to realize, oh my gosh, my blog can be this incredible place where I can create this content and it can serve not just my clients, but other clients or photographers out there. And it can serve as a means of a reference point if I ever get a question on this subject. So there are so many ways you can create content that set expectations. So let me give you a few examples as a wedding photographer. And you can apply these to whatever industry you're in or whatever clients you serve. So I created a blog post about why having an unplugged wedding is amazing. So an unplugged wedding is where your guests don't have their phones or cameras out. And after I created that, I had so many brides that were doing this because they saw this expectation. They saw that it was something I loved and appreciated as a photographer. And they knew that I could deliver better images if they chose this route. And so in my templated emails, we link to this article and just say, here's something you might not have considered, but here's something that is awesome. We also did this with why you should have a first look. First looks are awesome for photographers because it gives us a stress-free time to spend with our clients, to get those extra portraits, to have an unrushed schedule, to get our clients to cocktail hours so we can shoot the reception details. So I created a blog post about why you should have a first look. We send this out six months out so that they can can already start thinking about it. And if they don't choose it, there's no harm done. But at least we're sharing this communication in a way that points us as an expert in what we're doing, but also gives our clients some ideas that they can in turn present to us in a way that's going to allow us to do our job better other posts that I've done, five tips to a seamless wedding day schedule. Other things that we've done are like what you should have prepared for your photographer when they arrive. Things like that. These are all ways that we're setting expectations. We're also providing education for the industry as a whole, but we're sharing these things And pointing our clients to them no matter what point of the process they're in. And even if the blog posts are a year old, we're still linking to them in these emails and we're just giving them education and content that they might not have been able to find or they might not have known to find on their own. So if you have a blog, make sure it's not just a place for your portfolio, but it's a place that you're setting expectations and sharing things that will help your clients make the best decisions that will free you up To do your best work. Amazing, right? This is something that I have started utilizing, and I'm so thankful that I did because when I started posting content like this, it really started educating clients. It also started attracting the right kind of clients into my business and repelling people that just weren't keen on what I was showing or what I was teaching or what I was telling. And so it was really amazing because. Having these articles, they're timeless content. You can point to them for years to come, but they also are putting bugs into people's ears and giving them time to think it over and sometimes even just making them feel like it was their own idea. They might've forgotten that you were the one that told them about it. And then they're like, Oh my gosh, Jenna, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this thing. It's called an unplugged wedding. And I'm like, that is amazing. And so it's incredible. And if you have a blog, it can also using articles like this makes you an expert. And so when people see this, they're like, this person knows what they're doing this person is giving out good content, not just to their clients, but to everyone. And I trust and respect this person. And so that is one of the best ways you can set expectations. And I just truly love that. So the next way that you can set expectations with your clients is in that initial client meeting. A lot of times people will ask, well, what does that look like? Or what does that conversation look like? But truly that first initial meeting where your clients are deciding, are you the right fit or not? Or that first conversation that you have with somebody who's inquiring about your services, but they haven't fully booked, that is where the expectations can be set. So how I approach those meetings is very, very simply. When I first meet with these clients, I want them to do all the talking, I want the first half hour of our meeting to just give them the floor to tell me about themselves, about things they're passionate about. I don't even want to talk about their wedding day. I just want to talk about them. And so once I have just a little bit of information, like where they met or where they got engaged or things that they're passionate about or their favorite food, whatever that looks like, I want to talk about all of that kind of stuff before we get down to the details of their wedding day. I just want them to know I'm not just interested in you and your wedding day. I'm interested in you as a person. and I'm interested in telling your story and in order to tell your story well I don't need to know what color your bridesmaid dresses are I need to know about you your relationship your vision for your marriage what you're most excited about and so when I do client consults I want to start off the relationship in just giving them the floor and letting them do the talking and not getting down to business right away but starting that relationship and friendship off because that's what my brand is built around it's high-end and it's laid back all rolled into one and so that laid back part of me just wants us to get on a level playing field so that we feel like we're old, fast friends. After that, I will ask them right away. I'll say, would you like for me to walk you through what a typical wedding day looks like? So fill in the blank with what a typical, you know, X, Y, or Z, whatever you offer, whatever service you offer looks like. And I mean, your clients are going to say yes, right? Like they want to know. And so when you walk them through that, that is where you can really set some expectations. So I'll say, well, I typically show up when the bride is getting her finishing touches on her hair and makeup. When I arrive, I'll greet everyone. I'll introduce myself to all your bridesmaids and your family. And then I'm going to get right to work on your details. And so what I usually have my brides do is I'll have them have all their details out in one spot. It helps keep you organized and it helps let me know what's important to you in terms of detail photography. And I'll walk them through the entire wedding day. And I'll talk about how I usually leave about an hour into the dance because people are getting tipsy and sweaty and an hour of dancing photos is always enough. And I'll kind of walk them through that whole process. And once I walk through the actual wedding day, then I'm going to talk about what they can expect after the wedding day. And a lot of times we forget about Afterwards, We forget to tell them what they can expect. So I'll say on your wedding night, I'm going to post a sneak peek of your wedding so that people that weren't present can see it and so that you can be ensured that you looked hella gorgeous. And then after that, the week following, I'll post your blog post with a slideshow and you'll get your hands on that right away, whether you're on your honeymoon or you're still at home. And then a few weeks after that, I will deliver your full gallery and this is what it's going to look like and yada, yada, yada. I won't bore you with all the details, but I love to set those expectations right away. So they know, okay, after the wedding day, we're going to get our gallery in this many weeks, and this is what it's going to look like. This is how it's going to be delivered, and this is how we can share it. And so a lot of times we forget to fill in those blanks. We're so excited to talk about the actual service that we forget about the delivery or the aftermath of performing that service. One of the biggest mistakes that I see people making is that they are over promising and under delivering. And if you are currently doing that, you've probably got caught by your clients and had an unhappy or an unsatisfied client. And so I want us to turn that on its head and make sure that you are under promising and over delivering in every single aspect of your business. So we do this in so many different ways. We'll say that their full gallery will be delivered in four to six weeks and we deliver it in two weeks. We say that their blog will be posted by Friday and it's posted on Wednesday. We'll say that they'll get their slideshow on Friday and they'll get it on a Tuesday. Whatever that looks like, you want to knock your client's socks off and you also want to give yourself a grace period. If something were to happen, if you were to have a death in your family or an illness or something come up, you want to make sure that you are giving yourself enough time and space to make sure that delivering what you are promising is absolutely doable so that you don't catch yourself in a place where they're saying, hey, just checking in. Where is everything at? You said that it would be this. We don't have it yet. But also so that you are giving them this exemplary experience that they can't stop raving about. Because if you're really looking to have longevity in your industry, you need to have clients that are raving fans, clients that take other people and they say, come, you need to hire this person. She's amazing. Oh my gosh, we can't even believe it. You need those raving reviews in order to run that profitable, sustainable, longevity-filled business. And in order to do that, you have to under-promise and over-deliver in every way, shape, or form. So when you're setting these expectations, make sure that you are doing just that because that is going to really help your business out in so many incredible ways and it's also just going to give your clients this like awesome experience which I think we all want to do as creative entrepreneurs. So the next thing is is what does your follow up and follow through look like? So answer questions before they're asked, provide insight that is going to help educate them, send them what the next steps of what they can be expecting from you and always keep your clients in the loop. So on that wedding night, I told them that I was going to post one sneak peek, but I actually email them three additional sneak peeks. And with that, I send them an email that just says, oh my gosh, I am on cloud night. Your wedding was absolutely incredible. This was my favorite part of the day and I'll fill in what my favorite part of the day was. Now that your wedding is over, here is what you can expect from me. And again, I outline exactly what they can expect when the blog will go up, when they'll get to preview their slideshow, when they get their full gallery, when everything is delivered, etc. And I send this to them because we have this tendency to be like, well, it's in the contract, so they should know. Do you really think that your clients are going back to a contract that they might have signed even a year ago? Probably not. They probably forgot all about it, which is okay. So you want to make sure that you are keeping your clients in the loop on every step of the process and just saying, hey, here's where I'm at with things. Here's where you can expect to get them. Here's what I'm planning on working on. And let me know if you have any questions about any of this. A lot of times, I will get emails from brides. This just happened a week ago. This bride who did not hire me, hired a different photographer said, my photographer promised my images in four to six weeks. It's now been eight weeks. They're not responding to my emails. What do I do? And my heart just sinks, both for the bride and for the photographer, because those are really crappy places to be. But one, the photographer did not set expectations. But number two, they are failing to keep their clients in the loop. Life happens. Things happen. If you're running late, it's not the end of the world. But if you have the guts to approach your client and let them know that they're going to be a lot more understanding than if you just simply don't respond. We've all been there. Those are the hardest emails to write. And those are the ones that we don't want to write at all. So a lot of times we don't even want to read those emails because we're like, oh, shoot, here we go. I thought maybe they'd forget about this, or I thought maybe they wouldn't ask, but here they are. You need to Keep people in the loop before any of these problems arise and just let them know the situation. Be honest. Honesty is always going to win. But here's what I'll also tell you, and this will go back to that first tip. I, when that bride reached out to me and told me that her photographer hadn't gotten her stuff back, I did a little digging. I did a little research. That photographer hadn't updated their blog in like three years. That photographer had been on Facebook on their personal page, posting all these cute little dog videos. And while I love dog videos, to me, I'm thinking, get off of Facebook and get your clients their images. And so if you're not keeping your clients in the loop and they're following your Instagram stories, or they're seeing that you're out traveling, or you're not doing their work, you're watching Gilmore Girls or whatever that looks like for you, that can be a really hard spot to be. And so you want to make sure that your communication, the way you're showing up online is exemplary of the experience people can expect, but it's also not going to make your clients feel like, okay, she's really not that serious about me here. She is gallivanting around Italy and she won't respond to my email. Whatever that looks like for you, fill in those blanks, but just make sure that you're keeping your clients educated in the loop so that they don't have those problems come up so that you're attacking things head on, addressing any questions they might have and giving them that peace of mind like, hey, I'm working on this right now. Here's when you can expect it. I'm so excited to get it to you. Thank you so much for your patience. My last tip about setting expectations is hire people who are always going to think the best of you. Trust your gut. When you get those inquiries that leave you feeling a little sick to your stomach or questioning, is this really the right person for me? Trust it. Because your gut is usually right. I love to call it my gut game. My gut game is fierce and it is on point. And I've had those things come up where they're red flags and I'm like, oh, I just don't know if this person is the right fit for me. But if you've ever had a troubled client, chances are there was a point along that road where you knew that deep down in your heart, they just weren't the right fit for you. And so sometimes you got to put on your big girl pants and say, hey, this isn't exactly what we both thought it was going to be. I just want to give you the opportunity to get out of this contract. No hurt feelings. I want for you to have the best experience ever. And I've had to do this a few times. It's always uncomfortable. But here's the thing. Your clients should respect the fact that you're acknowledging this. They're probably feeling the same way as well. They're just feeling stuck and give them alternatives. Give them A, B, and C. I've had this happen with brides who just had different expectations than I had, and I worried that I'd be able to deliver what they wanted. And so I said, Hey, I love you. I love what you're envisioning. It's just not aligned with what I offer Here are three photographers who I think would be an incredible fit for you. They're available, they're within your budget, and I think that they could serve you in a way that's just going to leave you so excited about things. I don't want to set either of us up for failure. I want to make sure that you get exactly what you want, and I'm just worried that I'm not the person to do that. Once you respect somebody that did that instead of somebody who went in knowing that they might not be able to deliver and then having to deal with the aftermath of it, you know, the stuff that makes us want to throw up or quit our business because we've all been there. So you want to make sure that the clients that are booking you are people that are going to think the best of you. If you were to come down with an illness or if you had a loss in your family or if you needed to peel away for a week or two and you were a little late on your schedule Would your clients think the best of you? Would they trust that you had their best interests in mind? Would they love on you as a human being and give you that grace that you deserve? Or would they be those people that just don't understand and don't care? They don't want your excuses. My biggest thing that I've learned over the years is that when you can set expectations from the very beginning, you're going to be more passionate about your job. You're going to love serving your clients even more. Your clients are going to be so happy and over the moon with the experience you're offering and they're going to tell their friends and bring them back for more. This is exactly how I've been able to run a six-figure photography business on a $0 ad budget for the last few years because I've been able to set expectations and exceed them every single time and just give my clients this experience that is worth every single penny. So, to rehash it all know your limits Know how much time you can dedicate to them. Communicate that. Be honest with yourself about what that looks like. Don't over promise. Always under promise and over deliver in every single step of the process. Explain any potential obstacles. Communicate what those are and provide education around them that will paint you as an expert and get people to respect you and maintain open communication through the entire process from your social media presence to your email communication your templates and the follow-up and follow-through. So there you have it guys. These are the ways that I set very clear expectations with my clients that I make sure that they come back raving fans and that I avoid those awful obstacles that really leave us questioning if we're in the right industry. So as you move forward today, I pray that you too can learn how to set these awesome expectations for your clients from the very beginning so that you can serve people in the way that you absolutely love to serve them and get back to doing what you love and doing it for the people that you love the most. So thank you so much for tuning into Gold Digger. Until next time, my friends, keep on digging. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger.